The opinions expressed on this WebmasterRadio.fm program are those of the host, guests, and callers, and do not reflect those of the staff, management, or advertisers of WebmasterRadio.fm. Any rebroadcast or retransmission of this program without the express written consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited. Welcome to Webcology. Webcology is the show that takes you into the deepest and darkest ends of the ecosystem on the Internet. Our guides will take you on a journey into web marketing and bring you the experts and the information so that you can further explore the web marketing world. Now, here are the hosts of Webcology, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, everybody. Welcome to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It is Thursday September the 30th, and uh, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media and Dave Davis from Beanstalk SEO. And, um, well, I know I'm not a distant messenger because I'm careless, Dave. And, uh, yeah, it's going to be a fun show today, except, uh, but I don't think Dave or I really have any idea what we're going to be talking about. I don't know. What do you think, Dave? Um, no, you know what I found historically speaking, and we could probably go back to our records and find the statistics, I would say that probably 70 to 80 percent of our best shows start exactly that way with us having a few stories that we want to talk about um i know in in our pre-show sort of here's what we'll cover um we avoid actually launching into them because too often you and i will end up having our full discussion on a subject <laughs> prior to actually heading into the show um so we we know uh, there's there's some excitement going on we've got a bunch of topics that i think are really really interesting to uh to cover some breaking news over the last uh you know 48 hours that i think is, is really exciting for us to talk about, and our, our listeners will just have to, to wait to hear what's going on and, and what may be changing for uh, for marketers. Um, and, and I think we've got a great show coming up, even though um, you know we're we're, we're going to be covering a, a lot of news. And, and you and I didn't didn't have spend too much time uh, sort of pre-digesting exactly what we were going to be covering. Indeed. Well, Brasco hit us with something uh, early on. Before we get to that, Lee Evans is teaching at Rutgers. That's really cool. Yeah. She uh, just posted on, on Facebook and posted on uh, Twitter. She's off to teach her first class at Rutgers. So uh, social media goddess Lee Evans, congratulations. Way cool. Yeah, that's a big pat on the back, isn't it? You know you're, you've done – you know you're an authority when. Yeah. Um, Cindy Crum uh, has been teaching at Rutgers as well. So in point. <laughs> anyone who's thinking about recruiting – Two or three years in the future. Think about this. Major, major American university is getting the true, in the trenches, hands-on working experts in mobile, in, uh, in social, and I guess eventually in search. It'll be interesting to see who else is going to be teaching there. Three to four years in the future. That's where you want to be getting your people from. Indeed. Indeed. A couple of... Three birthdays I want to I want to get out of the way first. It's uh, Christoph Semper's birthday. Um, anyone who was at SEO Oktoberfest a couple of weeks ago will uh, vaguely remember Christoph, even if Christoph doesn't vaguely remember SEO Oktoberfest. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it's uh, Mr. Big's birthday today. It's Bruce Clay's birthday. Let's Happy find out how old Bruce is. How old is Bruce? Ah, it doesn't say what year he was born in. So we have a new contest here on Webcology. Guess how old Bruce Clay is. 
You can write your answer into the chat room at webmasterradio.fm, or you can just email Bruce. He'll be sure to get back to us on that. Uh, uh, where will we post the winner of this contest, and then exactly what would what would you get? Oh, <laughs> if you, um, the winner of this contest gets um, a free rant from Lisa Barone. Yes, a free rant from Lisa Barone. It'll be um, actually directed at me, but we all know it's for you, dear winner. <laughs> um, yes. And I think uh, maybe the, the the backhand of Susan Esperanza or something. Okay, uh, well, that's, lastly. I mean, certainly a, a, a legend in, in the internet marketing community. So, um, yeah, big, big happy birthday goes out to... Uh, goes out to Bruce. Oh, absolutely. You know what? And a big thank you has to go out to Bruce. Um, one, of, one, of the, one of the cool things about Bruce is he's at every show. He's at every conference. Um, he's sponsoring. He is either actively sponsoring or has sponsored so many facets of the industry. Um, Bruce Clay, brother, thank you so much uh, on behalf of everyone. Many of, you know, you're one of the guys we owe our careers to. Indeed. Indeed. Um, okay, now where shall we go from here, sir? There's a third birthday. This one's, uh, this one's a little different, probably slightly younger than Bruce, but uh, it's the uh, today is the 50th anniversary of the Flintstones. Yeah, those guys. Um, yeah. My favorite birthday, years ago, I think. I'm sorry. I think that goes up as one of my favorite birthdays because uh, who among us doesn't didn't grow up uh, grow up with the Flintstones? Yeah, me too. But you know, the more I think about it, like that was some pretty shitty role modeling. Yeah. Like, you know what? I think it was one of the first that didn't try. <laughs> I mean, it modeled itself after the honeymooners. <laughs> well, yeah. So you know, you have like misogyny and beating the crap out of your little buddy Barney. And, like, you know, um, it's it's a lot of fun to, like, ditch the family and go hang out with the Loyal Order of Water Buffaloes and shit. Like, mm-hmm. I don't know. I, 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 when I really think about it, I wonder what kind of crap got put into our heads by watching that. that. You, you know, though, I, if you reflect back, and I, I know I, I've got kids, and it's not that long ago that I purchased the, the sets of, you know, the old classic cartoons from we were kids, you know, Looney Tunes. Roadrunner, and if you watch what we were watching at that time, actually the Flintstones is pretty tame. It's I know, dude. I mean, like, like tranny bugs, uh, Bugs Bunny in lipstick and a dress, um, uh, <laughs> getting down with Elmer Fudd. Oh, yeah, indeed. Tom and Jerry, uh, like straight straight out violence. Those were the days, eh? I mean, the, the the cartoons back then were just blatant with. Uh, Violence, sexism, racism. I mean, it was all just just this big cornucopia of everything that would not even possibly make it to air anymore. Um, but yeah, I mean, this is just what we grew up on. So I don't know that the Flintstones deserves, uh, you know, was was as bad as as we remember it. It certainly isn't, you know, something that we would produce today. But you know, they, I, that didn't stop me from enjoying it at the time. And I know my kids still do now. So. You know, while we're on the subject of uh, of racist or racy terms, and I didn't share this with you earlier, Dave. I apologize. But if you check the uh, webmasterradio.fm chat room, I just posted 
the Google blacklist. These are words that will not, this is the Google Instant Blacklist, words that will not be resolved or auto-filled when you're doing a, uh, uh, when, when, when Google Instant is in play whilst you're, whilst you're typing your keyword query. <laughs> so there's, a, there's, there's, there's some fun stuff here. And uh, some stuff I don't understand and some stuff I totally get. Um... For instance, I get why many adult words don't come up. I, yeah. I, I can deal with that. I'm not sure why 4chan won't come up. Uh, or, uh, well, okay, I can see that. Yeah, cornhole, I can see that. Um, <laughs> dirty pillows, I guess I can see that. Um... Yeah, there's, I mean, there's, I'm just, I'm just going down this list one by one by one, trying to think of what I can and can't say on the radio, like happy yeah, slapping I video. I think you can say that on the radio because, like, I have no idea what I'm talking about, honestly. Jackie Strano, can't say that on, can't say that won't be filled in by Google. Um, okay, I'm pretty much, you know what? I've, I had a lot of fun with this list last night. And I think I'm pretty much done with it now. Um, apparently, uh, Prince Albert Piercing won't come up on uh, through Google Instant either. I want to talk a lot about Google Instant today because um, there's some interesting... I've been thinking of a lot of interesting ways of using Google Instant for keyword and search intent uh, discovery. And I want to get to that in a few minutes. Um, but Foist, sad news, Tony Curtis passed away this morning. Oh. Okay, thanks, Jim, for hitting us with that little gem. Well, you know, you got to know. It's yeah. duty of the media to report, even if we're not entirely happy about what we're reporting. Anyway, you know what? Let's get back to silliness. Weirdness, um, the weirdness at Yahoo continues. Apparently, more uh, Yahoo executives are finding their way to the door, and it's a 18-month uh, death watch on Carol Bartz. Oh. Is anybody really... You know, I'm not even surprised by anything <laughs> coming out of Yahoo. Um, I, I find it a little interesting that it's happening now after our, our discussion last week. I would have thought um, Yahoo kind of following AOL, hey, it'll probably be at least two or three months before we see a, a mass canning over <laughs> Yahoo as, as they figure out that this was a, a bad decision. Maybe they were listening to our show and, and just did it early. <laughs> That's well, obviously bad decision. Um I mean, I, I'm sure all the folks at Yahoo listen, listen to Webcology every week religiously. Um but uh, yeah, I mean, uh, are, are you surprised? I'm I'm not. Um, I'm not surprised entirely. What I am surprised is some of the people who did leave. Um, director of marketing, for instance. Mm -hmm. Yahoo is going to be running the paid ad content across the Bing and Microsoft network. Right. There's enormous opportunities that are, that are that are opening up in that network. Um, listeners to uh, of Webmaster Radio listening to on the uh, the WordPress show the other day 
will know that, um, well, WordPress has basically become Microsoft's blogger. As blogger is to Google, WordPress, or a version of WordPress, will be to the Microsoft Live Network. That's incredible opportunity. Yes. Uh, yeah, I mean, you know, and I guess we'll be, we'll be discussing that a little a little further in the show. But you're right. I mean, that, that I suppose that does make it a, a little surprising um, in the timing of, of the exit there. But, um, yeah, I mean... They've probably seen many excited. I, I feel sorry for, for anybody at Yahoo right now. I mean, I'm sure you do, too, and we all do. I mean, not as much as I feel sorry for the shareholders, who were also holders, say, two years ago. But um, I, I do feel sorry for the people there. And there's, they've got to be actually going, okay, here's, here's is this new opportunity. That's all well and good. Um, but how many other? I mean, these are, these are major names in you know, marketing and, and in their various fields. I mean, there's, there's endless opportunity for them out there. And, um, you know, they've got to be looking at the rest of the world going, okay, can, I can go down with this ship. Or, um, you know, I, they also know that Yahoo is, is, is going to be sort of following AOL's lead <laughs> in, 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 in sort of their focus and stuff like that. They may be just be getting out while the getting's good and while their reputations are still intact. So um, they can go on well, to other things. But that's just my, my two bits worth. It's not like there's not enough lifeboats out there. This isn't like feeling sorry for people who are going down with the Titanic. I, uh, I, I used to feel sorry for people who are still at Yahoo. But, you know, if you're, um, well, say you're in this really big hotel, right, and half of it is on fire. Yeah. And the fire department comes, and they, uh, they try putting it out, but they can't. And so, like, you um, buy a whole new fire department, and they come and try to put the fire out, but they can't, right? And right. so you take your hotel and you attach it to another even bigger hotel, but the fire's still burning in the other half. you got to be an idiot to stay in the hotel. Right. And but so, these people uh, who are exiting are in a very advantageous spot because they just cross the street and go to a Hilton. <laughs> um, I mean, these, these are people who can exit and go, you know, they're, they're not now leaving and going to, you know, a $30,000 a year job. I mean, these are people who are exiting, you know, massive positions, and rightfully so, um, and, and will be welcomed with open arms into oper endless opportunities uh, available to many of them, right? So, yeah, I, I can't feel sorry for them. I think, you know, judging from what I, I'm, you know, sort of seeing coming down the road, there's some fantastic opportunities, but it's which way is it going to go? Will this, this merger do good things, especially for, for the Yahoo side of things? Will it not? If you've got another good offer, maybe take you it. just take it. Take it. <laughs> just take just it. go now while well, the uncertainty Leave the hotel. Is, is not You're good. not getting frequent flyer points. Anyway, and it looks, again, Carol Bartz is probably on her way out. And you know what? we got to go on our way out for about two and a half minutes here. Um, it's 20 after the hour here on Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. We're going to take a couple commercial breaks. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stick around. We're going to be talking about Google Instant and WordPress coming up after these messages. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. Our clients have earned over $1 billion. Now it's your turn. With over 20,000 products to promote across a huge variety of niches, ClickBank provides countless ways for any affiliate to make money 
You can promote any product immediately. No contracts required. Looking for recurring commissions? Upsell products? ClickBank's got them. And best of all, you can make up to 75% commissions. Ready to become the next ClickBank success story? Sign up now for free at ClickBank.com. Looking for an affiliate network that can package every solution an advertiser or publisher needs in one account? Your one-stop source for full-service solutions is AdMedia.com. AdMedia delivers an incredible lineup of specialized XML feeds for local, social, and search, plus the advertising arsenal of PPC, SEM, contextual, display, and more. AdMedia gives your campaign real visibility, from emailers to domain redirects. AdMedia tailors your all-in-one campaign to give your account a real advantage. AdMedia.com delivers cost-effective ad solutions with real conversions. Learn everything AdMedia can do for you today. Sign up at AdMedia.com. AdMedia, strong ROI made simple. Are you happy with your landing page performance? Discover how to improve your landing page performance with ConversionCritic.com. Brought to you by Engine Ready. Turn your underperforming landing pages into cost-effective sales-producing machines. Be sure you're not wasting your precious PPC budget. Conversion Critic tools give you the ingredients to create high-converting landing pages. You don't have to be an expert to use Engine Ready's Conversion Critic tools, but you'll feel like a landing page pro. Take the guesswork out of increasing your conversion rate. Visit ConversionCritic.com and boost your conversion rate for free. That's www.ConversionCritic.com. Advance your affiliate marketing efforts every week on Affiliate Buzz. Thursdays at 5 p.m. Eastern, 2 p.m. Pacific. Or on demand anytime inside the Affiliate Marketing Channel only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the hosts, Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey, y'all. Welcome back to Webcology here on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's Thursday, September the 30th. Like, wow. I know. You know what, you know what happens in a month? What's that? I get candies. I get so <laughs> many. I get so many candies. And you know what? It's going to be like an extra special Halloween because, like, I'll be doing it in America. And in America, they give you lots and lots and lots of more candies. Woo! All right. <laughs> yeah, beating up small children while they're trick or treating does not. This is not a good thing, and especially in a foreign country. <laughs> oh, dude, you don't, you don't, you don't, no, dude, you don't do that in America. Oh my God, the kids are armed. You don't do that down there. That's dangerous stuff. Uh, no, 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 no. Um, no, I'm gonna be in uh, just east of San Diego. I don't know. Um, sea monster, sea monster writes in the chat room. What are you dressing up as? To be honest, I don't know. I'm not even sure. I'm in. I'm. I'm. I'm entirely in charge of that. Um, but uh, I don't know. We'll see. We'll see what. Uh, there's a certain special somebody in San Diego who has who will have something in store for me around Halloween, no doubt. We'll see what uh, what she wants me to dress out. Cousin Ed. That's it. I'm going as Cousin Ed. Um, or the Boogeyman. Yeah. Okay. Enough of that. Halloween's in a, in a month, and I just can't get my mind off how much fun it's going to be. Um, Google Instant. Let's do yeah. some Google Instant for a bit. Sure. Love it. 
I was just checking through a blog post that Jessica Bowman wrote, actually about a week ago on September 17th, um, about the use of Google Instant in, as a keyword discovery tool. Now, if um, you're checking out the uh, Webmaster Radio chat room during the live broadcast of this show, I just posted a link to the blog post. And if you're listening on podcast, go to scminhouse.com and uh, just sort of, you know, scroll your way through to the September entry, September 17th. The article's called Google Instant, One Week Later, Thinking About Keyword Research, written by Jessica Bowman, who is, um, you know, one of the brighter brains in the in the industry and has been for years. And uh, so she's looking at how Google Instant is, you know, affecting the way people are um, approaching search results. Now, before I dive into this, Dave, do you notice Google Instant got rolled out on Google.com about two weeks ago, two and a half weeks ago, and it got yep. rolled out on Wednesday on Google.ca. Do, uh, has your keyword entry habits changed? No, I mean, I, I'd actually set up my computer to, to, to access me um, as an American. So I, I basically, as soon as it went live, had, had you know, set myself up to be mocked as an American, mocked, <laughs> um, set up a, or, or, or visible as an American. So I was seeing the, uh, the instant results as, as we were going along because, of course, I need to know what my clients are seeing. Right, and what, yeah, what yeah. they're what, more importantly, what my clients' clients are seeing, which is the most important step of the process, as you know. Um, so I've been seeing them for a while. Um, didn't really uh, affect um, me at all um, in in my patterns, um, at least not in a natural way. It, it, it goes down to the the principle of once you know you're you know the act of observing something changes the observed. Right, is it, is sort of I think what would happen more with me, and and not necessarily what um, would happen to others is I was watching to see what was changing, so my reaction to it is not is not atypical. Um, right, I'm looking at it more from a from an analytics standpoint, and oh, what does show up? It, it didn't affect my um, general searching patterns, but I like you, probably like most of our listeners. Um, already consider myself a, a more advanced searcher. I type quite quickly, and most of my phrases include, you know, seven words minus signs and quotes, right, to, you know, in, in any given query. So normally when I'm, I'm doing searches that would actually involve me even caring what the instant or personalized um, sets of or predictive results would be, um, is more when I'm looking up, you know, clients, more generic results, or when I'm looking up my generic phrases so that I can see what, you know, what other people might see. I don't consider myself atypical enough to actually be really strongly affected with them. That may be arrogance on my part. I don't trust Google to know what I want better than I do. Oh, indeed. Uh, um, I do a lot of searching. Um, you know, I, I, I do a lot of advanced searching, as, as you were describing, um, yeah. a lot of long tail searching. But, you know, I do a lot of research as well. Yeah. And I, ha I found that... Um, in a lot of cases, my habits have changed because of Google Instant. Really? How so? Well, as uh, as I'm typing uh, typing my query, and I'm I'm a very fast typer as well. I yeah. see the results start to fill in um, as Google is you know trying to pre-predict what I'm interested in. And um, well, you know they're shiny, they're flashy, they're happening right beneath my eyes, and so yeah, I find my eyes are drawn towards them. Mm -hmm. 
Um, Google's getting it right maybe 50, 60% of the time. I can't quantify that. But it leads me to a uh, to another thought on Google Instant. And before diving into uh, to Jessica's piece here, it leads me to another thought. Um, I'd like to do an experiment with five or six people in different points of North America or even around the world. How personalized is this? Um, how personalized is, is the is Google Instant? Because it's query based, so it could be coming from any. It, it's 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 not like they're drawing from a general pool of predictive queries. It's my query that's being entered. Google already has my search history and has a pretty good notion of my search preferences. So when we're thinking about Google personalization and how it's going to be affecting the user. Do we have to think through personal and localization issues as well? Well, that's a very, very interesting question, um, and I think uh, I think it would take more than than five, and I'd certainly be interested in at least participating, if not not helping to, to sort of orchestrate and coordinate this. Um, but I think to, to run a thorough test on this, and, and I'm sure many of our listeners would, would be interested as well, and by all means, pump into the chat room if you are interested, saying this would be really interesting. Is I'd like to see some variance in different regions and going, okay, but when we search kind of in the same category for a while, what happens to our results versus people just coming in and running the same queries who have never done a search in that category or for that type of information before? Like, what happens when we show a history of looking for specific types of information and clicking on specific types of results in that information um, versus if we just come in and we have a search pattern completely different where we're not where we're looking for say stores instead of information and then what happens if we go looking for information again um, I mean I think there's there's a lot of variables there that we could do a, a good 30 40 person um, test on and just assign you know break down the variables and assign different people different search patterns to, to engage in um, and see what the results what the results yield, plus signed in versus not signed in, and see what that does as well. Absolutely, that'd be quite interesting. Well, you know, um, in my copious amounts of free time, maybe I'll, I'll organize something like that one day. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, you know what? I, I, we, we will. We will. We'll get that done. Uh, you know what? I'm just so interested now that I'm talking about it. I'm so interested. Yeah, I'll, I'll get a pool. And anybody, just uh, any any of our listeners who who may be interested, just send an email to Dave at BeanstalkSEO dot com. Um, and I'll help orchestrate him. You, you brought up a great topic, and I'm really now now you now you really got my juices flowing, and I'm I'm really excited to see how this how this turns out. So we'll we'll try and coordinate a an actual well, test cool. of this. Tell you what, bro, you get you get you and uh, some of your staff working on on getting this together, and um, I'll help out any way I can. You got Absolutely. it. Absolutely. As long as I don't got to do the lion's share of the because dude, <laughs> I'm. You ever get to the point where you're just so overwhelmed with everything, and you, you, you know what we're like. We want to volunteer for anything that's interesting, right? You're, you're the same way. Yep. But it's just so overwhelmed with so much work right now. It's maddening. Yeah, it is a problem. Those pesky clients. Um, you uh, know, of course they're I remember the my last year and a half at Step Forth, where I was basically wearing a white lab coat. That was my job. That was. <laughs> those were glory days. <laughs> oh, now to answer the phone and actually work on site. Oh, well, I'm, 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 I'm working a start. I'm working a new startup agency, dude. I'm like sales proposal writing. It's maddening. Oh, I feel oh. your pain, and I laugh. <laughs> yeah, been there, done that. Uh, yeah. Uh, what's, where, let's go to the Google blacklist to find the next right word. Um, <laughs> 
Blumkin or something. <laughs> Ask Craig Bozer about that. He'll tell you all about it. That's all I got to say on that issue. <laughs> okay, so so far we've managed to piss off Bruce. We've pissed off Greg Bozer. Um, who else are we going to piss off? Oh, I don't know. World's our oyster. <laughs> okay. That Todd Friesen. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah, I don't even know that he gets mad, though. Well, he's pretty mellow these days. He's been pretty mellow these days. Yeah. Um... All right, should we talk? You and I are both, well, you know what? Let's, unless, did you have uh, more you wanted to cover on uh, the joys of, uh, of Google Instant? Yeah, um, I do, actually. Um, okay. I threw a URL into the chat room a few minutes ago, SEM in-house, and okay. I'm, I'm going to try to explain this chart that Jessica has, has, has come up with on how to use Google Instant um, for keyword discovery. This is actually what got me thinking um, whether Google Instant is personalization-driven or not. Um, she uses the example of running shoes. Now, think of all the different permutations of keyword queries you can use to look for running shoes. You know, running shoe reviews, men's running shoes, reviews for men's running shoes, red running shoes, red running shoes for kids, etc. I mean, the, it goes on and on and on and on. But your job is to help your customers sell running shoes. So how do you use Google Instant to figure out um, where Google thinks its users want to go? And, you know, again, we have a bunch of different questions about Google Instant. How does it know its users want to go there except by crunching insane volumes of search results? Um, so what she's done is she's made a chart. Um, that can you can expand this like as long as you can expand an Excel sheet, first word, second word, third word, fourth word, etc. And then uh, at the end of the chart, you have a search volume. Um, how many sites come up or results come up associated with um, said keyword query? And I thought it was just a very clever way of getting a sense of how Google Instant will or at least knowing what keyword queries Google Instant is pushing to the users, thus what results are, what sets of results are becoming more relevant. And that's, I mean, that's, that in itself is a weird thought, eh? Remember we used to like, every set of results was, was relevant because the search user might enter X number of keyword phrases, and that's what, you know, pre-analytics is all about, and keyword discovery right. is all about. Yep. But now, the really relevant query resu results pages for, and we'll, we'll have to determine this through like serious scientific study, um, we'll have to determine how many people are actually being drawn into predictive results through Google Instant. Well, indeed, and I mean, I think we hit, and, and word of warning, Jessica's um, research and, and, and process is fantastic for process. Um, it, you know, over time, but I think one problem we may hit, um, and, and you kind of touched on it there, um, is that it is a predictive, and it has just launched, and we've got this model, and Jessica's done some, some great work and, and really explained, okay, and here's how you can, you can 
can conduct this kind of research. But we're under a, a moving model where Google's going to be learning as they go along. Um, this is a, a fairly new service. What they've assumed at launch, they'll be gathering um, you know, response data and click-through data. Two months from now, the phrases that are recommended may be completely different based on, on users' um, search patterns and, and click patterns. And then taking it one step further than that, Google doesn't actually care what you click on as a searcher. It's going to be biased towards what gets clicked on as a paid result. So your, your organic search results may be augmented in, in Google Instant sets by what's being clicked on more on the paid side. So I think it's a, a little premature at this point to start figuring out um, you know, because, as you know, and I'm sure most of our listeners do as well, because organic is, is, is you know, it, it's a behemoth, right? I mean, it, it, you're moving over, and, and it takes a while. I mean, you know, I view it as a behemoth. Things take a, a couple months, more or less instant for marketing stuff. But still, um, you know, it, it's not like paid search that, you know, five minutes in, and, and all of a sudden you've got new ads showing. I think it's a little early to start, to, you know, looking at, okay, what's Google Instant saying, and start shifting entire organic campaigns because what they may be recommending sort of two months from now is going to be based on people's reactions to Google Instant, whereas right now it's based on assumptions of how people are going to be reacting to Google Instant. So um, it's just a, sort of a word of caution to people who may be running out doing some research and trying to adjust their entire campaigns. That's fine for paid, uh, but I think it's, it's a little premature to start making major shifts to organic campaigns based on what you're seeing in Google Instant. Oh, no, no question about that. Um, this is the, the usual experienced SEO advice. Don't panic. Don't make any major changes until everyone has a really good sense of what's going on because yeah. this is, you know, this is searching. It's going to shift next week. Well, indeed. But I don't think that detracts from the value of what Jessica is saying. So I need to punctuate that with a don't don't run with it too prematurely. Um, but I think her article and her, her methodology are, are incredibly sound um, and are something everybody should read and everybody should be doing this research today, a week from now, two weeks from now, a month from now, and two months from now. Watch this trend in what happens in your specific industry uh, and then you'll get a much, much better idea. So not to detract it all from the value of what, what Jessica is saying, it also is necessary to do that research now. I just, you know, as you say, um, and I would point out, I wouldn't make big jumps in, in adjusting the campaigns yet, but I would collect that data now so you can see where it, what the changes are um, in the coming well, in, months. Indeed. And you know what? This is, this is Google we're talking about. And the same thing will apply to Bing. Good content, good internal structure, smart server setup, and backlinks. <laughs> um, that's that's where it's at, right? Back to the same thing. Okay, we have uh, twenty minutes left in the show. We really want to talk about the WordPress and Microsoft Live. Uh, uh, what would you call it? Situation. Let's call it a situation. Leave people hanging who don't know. Yeah, well, let's leave them hanging for two and a half minutes because we have to go to break here on Webcology on Webmaster Radio FM. It's Thursday. Uh, September the 30th. This is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media. Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO. Stay tuned. We'll be back talking about WordPress and Microsoft Network. Sit tight and don't move. Webcology. We'll be back after this short break. If you're looking for a new multifaceted SEO and social media tool set, look for The Raven. 
Raven has the important tools that every internet marketer needs. Raven offers customized metrics for managing link building campaigns, social media campaigns, with campaign reporting and research tools that you can easily manage. Build up campaign performance for your clients and give your team the tools that will make them soar. If you want to increase your internet marketing revenue, look for The Raven. Go to raventools.com. That's raventools.com. $250,000 in cash prizes and all year long revenue share is what you can win when you enter the 2010 Internet Marketing World Cup competition. All competitors are rigorously screened to ensure the best competition and the best possible results. Before you tell others how to make it work for them, prove that your system actually works. Build your reputation in the competition that puts your system to the test and proves you are the best of the best. Sign up at www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. That's www.internetmarketingworldcup.com. Registration ends soon, so put your system to the test today. Hey, this is Danny Sullivan to talk to you about Bruce Clay Incorporated. They've made Inc. Magazine's list of growing private businesses and have exhibited and sponsored at my conferences since the very beginning. You've seen their search engine relationship chart or you've read their SEO code of ethics, so you know their SEO experts, but did you know they can help you with PBC, web analytics, web design, marketing strategy, promotion, and branding? Yep, get everything you need for success in the online marketplace. You can check it out from the professionals at Bruce Clay Incorporated. For over 10 years with offices worldwide, they've got the answers you need. Check them out today at BruceClay.com. Rock the world with LinkedIn. Mondays at 7 p.m. Eastern, 4 p.m. Pacific, or on demand anytime inside the Internet Marketing Channel. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Commercials off. Now back to Webcology. Only on WebmasterRadio.fm. Here are the host Jim Hedger and Dave Davies. Hey everyone, welcome back to Web to Webcology on WebmasterRadio.fm. It's uh, Thursday, September the 30th, and I'm just tickled all over. Um, one of the things I'm being tickled by is uh well, Brasco turned us on to it just before the show. I can't say we've done a heck of a lot of research about this, and I can't believe that it's slid past Dave and I um, in the last few days. But apparently a few days ago, WordPress and Windows Live got together sort of like, um, well, sort of like Blogger and Google got together, but not like Blogger and Google got together. Um Microsoft has not purchased WordPress, but WordPress is going to be providing the blogging platform for the Windows network. Yeah, for the Windows network. Optic writes into the chat room, yet. Yeah, that may well be true. Um, that's I, This is seismic news. It is. It is. I mean, heck, our blog's in WordPress, so, so I hear you. Um, I think, if, if nothing else, the first thing that, that hits me hearing this is, is just sort of that fun thought that I think this is the first time um, that the open source community has ever gotten behind Microsoft on anything. <laughs> um, and, I mean, you know, I, to um, me, this is a fantastic, uh, a fantastic move. Um, now, I'm viewing this more from the, the context of Microsoft, 
<laughs> I'm, I'm, and uh, you know it's working out for uh, for WordPress here, but you know this show is about about search engines and search entities. So my focus here is: is this good for Microsoft? Um, I think it's great for Microsoft. I think inadvertently it'll end up being good for WordPress because they're going to have exposure to a, a much larger. Not that you know, they have exposure in a large marketplace, but it's going to expand them even further. Um, you know, you can sort of see where this will go in the integration of you know Microsoft products into WordPress. The integration, I would gather, of Office products into WordPress, right? Like where you, you can write it in Word, or you can write it in PowerPoint, and over it'll go. Um, you know, this this sort of sort of connection that they'll then have access to my dad as a user, right? And, and these sorts of things. I think it is a, a huge leap forward and an excellent, excellent opportunity for Microsoft on the um, on the ad revenue side, which of course at the end of the day. Well, yeah, I want to get to that in a second, but you just raised an interesting point. You, you ever um, type up a blog post in Word and try to cut and paste transpose it over to, say, WordPress? <laughs> Not in years, because I tried it once. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, all the extraneous, all the extraneous code and characters get carried over from the Microsoft document into the WordPress environment, and if you um, hit send without cleaning up all the quotation marks and ampersands and such. <laughs> you're just going to get gibberish on the screen. Yeah, you sure are. So I wonder if they're going to work that that little nasty problem out. You know, you can only imagine that they will, because it'll. I think it's going to be um, sort of a, a wonderful marriage of of technologies. Where I mean, Microsoft obviously has a really really good handle on their code. I mean, this is this is what they specialize in. Um, so if they're you know sort of merging in with uh, with WordPress. One would hope they'll be able to strip that code out on its way over and that they'll understand that, yes, whatever our code is for bold, it turns into B, right? I mean, this sort of thing crosses over. Um, I mean, if it doesn't, this thing's going to die as fast as it was born, uh, probably faster. So you can only imagine. I I would bet that they've already considered that, Um, although it will be interesting to see what things they didn't think of that end up causing them, you know, problems that we end up reading about in forums as people are going, this is insane. Uh, and will my dad now need to try and figure out HTML to be able to go into his post and view the source? If that happens, then, then this thing's a catastrophe. If that doesn't happen and they sort this thing out in advance of people having problems or as fast as people are having problems, then I think this could be a fantastic opportunity for, for both WordPress and um, and Microsoft. Because if it works, you know that that comment in the forums or in, in our chat room yet will come to fruition. Um, if it doesn't work, though, then um, you know, then it, it obviously won't. So it's, I think, a, in um, WordPress's best interest to help work with this thing and make it work. Um, and well, if it does, I'm sure they're going to get a healthy buyout um, offer. Well, and that's, that, that may well be coming. The, the problem that uh, WordPress has in trying to translate Microsoft code is, I mean, think of how long Microsoft has been around. They were around in the late 80s. They right. were um, creating their version of code standard in the 90s and into the 2Ks. Yep. But everything has to be, has to work with previous versions. Mm-hmm. And so imagine the big ball of dirty string that is Microsoft's legacy code that their programmers have to work through. And this is one of the this is one of the reasons that um, Vista was such a extraordinary flop. It was just all that legacy crap 
that they had to include so there'd be interoperability. But right. uh, it just gums everything up. And I think, honestly, I'm positive that's where all of these problems stem from is 25 to 30 years of, well, what was Bloating. at the time quick and dirty code and now just dirty code. Yeah. Um, so I'm afraid I, I got to disagree with you. I don't think they actually have a handle on their code because it's this big, scary monster that got out of control years ago. And the only way they're ever going to bring it back again is to scrap the old standard and make a whole new one. Well, uh, know, I, I and guess, they can't uh, do that. I'll, they I'll, I'll simply can't do that. Oops, oh, sorry. Well, they can't do that. It's not possible. Well, I'll, I'll, I'll part agree with you, but the way I would envision it would be not a case where I can go in with Office 2000 and suddenly publish, because this is going to be a, a new feature, right? So it would be um, whatever the next version of Office or, or Word would be will have this built in. So it would be a document created in whatever the, the, the next um, iterate, whatever they, they end up calling their, their next version or whatever the next update is. Um, whatever that version is, we'll have this capability to publish straight into WordPress built into it. So it's not going to have to deal with all code. It's just going to have to be able to deal with the code um, that the newest version um, would be typed in. So a user entering into the newest version of, of Office um, would be able to publish straight from there. But you know what? This is all just guessing, right? I'm sort of gathering, okay, knowing what's happened in the past and knowing what Microsoft has. I can only imagine if I were them that I would do it this way. You know, yeah, just, yeah. It's just guessing. Now, judging from past performance, Microsoft, of course, is going to shoot themselves in the foot and then, uh, you know, blame a third party. Um, <laughs> or but, also judging from the past, WordPress will decline an offer from Microsoft and then Microsoft <laughs> will pick them up six months later for pennies on the dollar. No doubt. Um, and, and they'll screw it up, too. Christ. Shooting <laughs> is exactly. better and better every day. Um, the real, real interesting part of this story, I think, is the revenue opportunities. Remember what happened? Then I, I, I sort of alluded to this earlier. Remember what happened? If you go back to the history, and I might have my months wrong. If I'm off, I'm off by a couple of months here or there. But um, 2003, 2002, perhaps 2003, Google buys this tiny little startup called Blogger. And when Google bought it, it opened up uh, Blogger, basically blogging to the masses. Mm -hmm. And blogging became quite popular. Around the same time, Google introduced a uh, side program to its AdWords advertising platform called AdSense. That's the program that allows, um, everyone who's listening likely knows, that allows webmasters to run Google ads across their own websites and split the uh, split the click revenue fifty fifty with uh, with Google, <laughs> Google Incorporated. Now, I'm just going to chuckle at that fifty fifty, but keep going. Well, okay, split it whatever way Google says works well for them for you. Um, now, is the the real question is Microsoft going to is Microsoft's platform going to become popularized? Because of the the integration of of WordPress, because WordPress is basically going to be their back the back end blogging platform at throughout the uh, the the Microsoft Live and Bing networks, um, is that going to start driving revenues? Is that going to start driving people towards using this and thus running um, Yahoo slash Microsoft advertising? 
And it's a funny thing because, and, and you bring up a great point. So at the end of the day, the success of this test, this 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 merge of sorts between uh, Microsoft and WordPress, will all come down to the marketing department at Microsoft uh, um, Ads, right? Like can Ad Center convince webmasters and bloggers that they're going to provide a higher ROI. I mean, you know as well as I do, when it comes to monetizing my site, especially in, a, in an affiliate nature where you're, you're making this from, from third parties, your loyalty is low, right? It's who will pay me the most, the most reliably. That's, at the end of the day, what webmasters care about. So it's going to be really up to the marketing department over at Microsoft to convince those bloggers that they will provide more reliable clicks and better payouts um, than AdSense can. And, and it's, it's going to be a, a tough uphill battle. But now that they've got access to advertisers on both Yahoo and, and the Bing Network, probably why this comes out when it does, um, you know, I think they're, they're on a much stronger foothold um, than previously when, they're, when their click rates and, and click costs were, were much lower. Now with the merger of, of Yahoo into there, the click costs will be higher. So they are in a better position. And, I mean, it'll be interesting to see how they... Um, you know, how they market this thing. Will they market it to, to webmasters as a, you know, know you're getting 50%, you know, in reaction to my snicker from earlier, um, you know, or, or, or how they go about doing this. But I, I think there are some fantastic opportunities for them to really, to really make huge headroads. And, of course, every dollar they take is a dollar out of Google's pocket. Um, and, 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 you know, as an advertising company, that's, that's scary. You know, that's almost as good as getting that dollar in the first place is is taking it away from the person who you're competing with. <laughs> no doubt. Well, no matter no matter how this shakes out, I, I'm pretty sure it's going to popularize um, blog it, uh, popularize Microsoft Live as a blogging space and tool. Um, earlier today, over at Search Engine Roundtable. Um, Barry Schwartz, Rusty Breck, ran a poll um, asking if CPC prices, uh, cost per click prices, will increase after the Yahoo-Microsoft search deal is once the transition ends. 55% of uh, respondents said, yeah, they will increase. About 30% say they'll remain around the same. And only 7% said CPC prices will actually decrease. So no matter what happens... This is going to drive uh, the value of paid advertising slightly higher or very much higher, mm-hmm. and will um, that will only be good for uh, for webmasters. You'll be making more money per click. You'll maybe more incentive to get some great content out there on their on your blogs, and you know maybe that'll be incentive for people to start blogging again. Because I'm actually like you know. I'm actually like you know, kind of bummed about what's happening to the blogosphere. Right. I don't. Do you feel motivated to do a lot of blogging still? Um, I, I'm I'm forcing myself into that motivation. Um, but you're right. I mean, I think in in some ways, social media killed the blogosphere. Right. I mean, we're yeah. all you know. I I don't have the attention span to read a whole blog post. I mean, seriously, if you can't say it in 140 characters, it's not worth knowing. Right, so it, it, it's really um, shrunk us down and, and, and made us much more, sadly, much more instant than, than blogging is. The downside, of course, being you, know, you get posts like Jessica's that include a great amount of detail, some great research, um, 
and, and less and less of us are, are actually doing it, myself included. I mean, I, I try to force myself to, but I'm not doing I used to do them every day. Um, now I'm, I'm lucky if I get a couple out in a week. So, uh, Jeez, I'm lucky if yeah. I do one every couple of months these days. It's awful. <laughs> Again, you fall down into that, these pesky clients taking up all my time side of things. <laughs> Something like that. Yeah, although the last thing we're going to be able to get to today... And this is just a, a quick note for uh, for designers. Um, ran across really interesting issue that affected uh, Safari and Chrome, but did not affect Opera or Firefox, which I found bizarre. You'd think if it affects Chrome, it'll have some effect, and you'll see a similar thing in Firefox, eh? Yeah, it um, Careful about uh, careful about your parameter settings. Um, I'm. Well, you know what? We're running over time. Um, yeah, we're definitely running over time, so I'm going to say this really quickly. Careful, careful about setting your preferences, especially if you're doing CSS stuff. Um, Safari and Chrome seem to be... Um, how to explain this uh, in, in 25 words or less? Um, check your code really carefully. Check your websites in all of the um, five major browsers. 51% uh, of the people are using some version of Explorer, 30% are using some version of Firefox, 11% some version of Chrome, 5% some version of Safari, 1% some version of Opera. Um, yeah, I can't explain the whole the whole uh, 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 problem that I, that I solved. I thought I was quite clever for solving it, though. Um, and actually, I wouldn't mind talking about that another day, but Dave, we're, um, we're out of time. It happens every Besides, week. It just goes by so fast, eh? I know. I know. If I if um, I could do this radio show every day of every hour for the next ten or next seven and a half, eight days, I would be so happy. Um, so we're gonna wrap. There's no there's it's a rerun of Insider. There's going to be an office hours today and affiliate buzz is live today. Friends, stay tuned to Webmaster Radio. We've got some great content coming up on the network. On behalf of Dave Davies from Beanstalk SEO, this is Jim Hedger from Digital Always Media, you've been listening to Webcology on webmasterradio.fm. We'll talk to you next week.